Hey there, welcome to day 29 of our 30 plus day get up and go challenge. This is our fifth get up and go challenge. It's here, Sharon Hornelson here. And we are talking about today, get up and go goals, which are just goals. I don't know about you, but this time of year, toward the end of the year, and several times throughout the year, actually continuously, I am marking and mapping my progress against each of my goals that I've set for the year. Now goals, there's all kinds of talk about SMART goals and SMART goals. And actually on November 9th, I talked about in unit seven of the Get Up and Go Challenge private group, you can you can search and find that particular lesson, but it would be uh, November 9th, day nine of the November challenge. I talked about SMART goals and SMART goals and how to set goals and types of goals and why we set goals. and pretty much detail. So you can go back and you can listen to that for more information. And I'm going to briefly go over those things again here. And I'm also going to break into my handy dandy notebook and show you uh, some of the ways I actually work at putting together my goals for the year. I decided that since I'm doing it right now, I might as well go ahead and show you my framework and how I do it uh, so that you can get an idea. It doesn't mean it'll work for you, but it might give you some ideas on how you can break your goals down and do things. Now, I learned a long time ago that there's there's three different types of goals, right? There's process goals, there's performance goals, there's outcome or result goals, and we can decide and set all different types depending on the thing that we're working toward. But I also use our handy dandy seven areas of our life, and I've used these for years, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationship, and contribution as the framework that I use to set my goals. So when I'm setting my goals, the first thing I do is I... Uh, I think about what I want. It kind of follows the SOAP framework. I didn't realize it till I was just now thinking and I'm like, I guess I kind of use the SOAP framework over and over and over again as I'm setting my goals, as I'm striving to achieve them, and as I'm checking my progress against whether I'm achieving them or not. You know, what story am I telling myself? Well, SMART goals. Let's talk about what are SMART goals, what are SMART goals, and then I'll show you exactly how I go about doing mine. SMART goals, of course, were created, oh, I want to say by, I'm going to look his name up. I want to say Doran. George T. Doran in 1981, he wrote an article. And then Arthur Miller and James Cunningham are also uh, associated with SMART goals. And all it means is specific, measurable, achievable, or attainable. Relevant means it's something that's important to you. And then time-bound. SMART goals, the only real difference between SMART and SMART goals, and I can't remember who did SMART goals. It's, it's eluding me right now. But SMART just means unrealistic. Instead of attainable, I know for sure I can get it. Sometimes it's good to create unrealistic, great big BHAG. Remember we talked about big, hairy, audacious goals the other day. Big, hairy, audacious goals as well as, as some that are attainable. Now what I do and how I handle that is my 10-year or my lifelong goals, which are the first things, my overall purpose and objectives in each of these areas of my life. Those I think of the sky's the limit. Those are where I use smart goals and unattainable and unrealistic and um, unimaginable. But if they were to happen, I I would be in seventh heaven. I want those things long-term, but I use those long-term goals then to break down into to smaller increments. So for example, my 10-year goals, PME, you know, uh, for each of the areas, I just brainstorm out and say, okay, well, what do I want long-term? You know, and I might get into the S of soap story. What story am I telling myself right now? But if the sky were the limit and if that weren't true and if anything were possible, 
what would my goal in my physical area of my life be? What would my goal financially be? What would my goal with respect to contribution, mental, emotional, spiritual, and relationships be? And that's how I create my 10 year. And I just say 10 years because I'm 60 years old. So, you know, how much am I going to slow down? I don't know. Physically, one of my long-term goals is I want to get healthier and healthier, stronger and stronger, more and more energetic. I don't want to slow down. But in case I do, I just say 10 years, 20 years out, what are my big, hairy, audacious, unrealistic, unimaginably awesome possible goals? And then I take each of those, and from those, I'm going to pull one to three maximum things that I want to work on and focus on for the year. Then I take my annual goals, and I break that down. I'm going to show you a little chart I do and use, and I've, I've just started. I haven't finished it. And I've I just put a couple of examples to show you how I, I actually break them down. And I made them round number examples just for the purpose of this activity. But I just make a little chart for myself because I believe goals have to be written down. Uh, they say they should be written, specific, precise, uh, easily measured so you know if you're making progress toward them or not. All kinds of things. But this is actually how I do it. And I do it in my planner, in my day timer, because I break all of my goals and objectives and my uh the things that I'm going to work on down to, well, first annually, then annually to quarterly, quarterly to monthly, because I consider that I have four years in every one year because I do 90-day years or the 12-week year I do. That's I've done it for, I don't know, a couple of decades now. But uh, that's how I break everything down. And then I break it down to weekly and daily. I actually have daily activities that support each of the main goals and areas and aspects of my life that I want to achieve. Why? Because I know if I don't do something every day to move me toward those goals and objectives, the chances of me actually hitting them and hitting my targets are slim to none. Why? Because life gets really busy. We have years like 2020 where our beginning of the year annual planning just gets blown up in our face during the first quarter of the year. And what are we going to do about it? Well, we, we go back to our drawing board and we say, okay, that just happened. Now, how is that going to impact all of my goals and objectives for the rest of the year? Or what do I need to do different to make sure I can continue to make my targets and my goals no matter how much craziness happens around me and in the world? And I think we all learned that in 2020, that is one of the, the most important things that we need to be able to do is say, okay, that happened. Now what? You know, what's next? Now what am I going to do? That's part of the get up and go philosophy is we just, we see it happen. We look at it. We say, okay, yep. Didn't expect that. That's unusual. But what am I going to do to respond to that right now that moves me and continues to move me in the direction I want my life to go? And then, for example, I did uh, physical. I put that I want to lose 52 pounds. Now, I want to lose weight, but I don't know. 52 pounds might be a lot, but I, it's easy to do the math and break down 52 pounds. And that's why I picked it because 52 pounds would be a pound a week, right? So a pound a week means I've got my weekly goal. My goal is to lose a pound a week. Now, then I have to break that down and say, okay, in my seven-day week, what do I need to do in that seven-day week in order to, you know, lose a pound a week? Well, I, let me see, I need a magnifying glass, of course. I need to exercise an hour a day. I need to increase my water intake to at least eight glasses a day. I need to take my supplements. I need to reduce my calorie intake by 500 calories a day. Because 500 calories a day times seven is 3,500, which is one pound. So, theoretically, I should be able to easily lose a pound a week by doing these things every single day. 
So my daily feeds my weekly goal, my weekly goal feeds my monthly goal, my monthly goal feeds my quarterly goal, and my quarterly goal is is attained by doing um, my monthly things, my quarterly things, and my daily things. When I break it down to daily, it becomes really, really easy. If I, at the beginning of the year, said I need to lose 52 pounds this year, and I had no plan, no idea, no way of knowing how I was going to do it, well, I could use my self-framework, right? And I could look at all the different options. I could look at and then pick one of those and take action. And I guess I'm doing that. I look at my story, I, I set my goals, and then I think about what are the options for achieving that. And then I break those down into action steps and objectives that I can take literally on a daily basis. And every day at the end of the day, I, in my planner, look at did I did I do what I said I was going to do according to my daily plan? And what am I grateful for? What worked out really well that day? And then what what mistakes or what lessons did I learn during the day that didn't work? Maybe it was somebody's birthday and I had a giant piece of birthday cake on a day. You know, in 365 days, chances are there's going to be a day where I, you know, enjoy something delicious and nutritious that is way over my calorie intake for the day, right? Okay, that's all right, because maybe one day doesn't matter. But if I were to do that every day for a month, what's going to happen? My my long-term goal is going to be challenged. So that means that the next month, I'm going to have to do something even more. I'm going to have to adjust my daily activities and my daily goals to take into account that I blew it in February or March or April, right? If I have a, let's say, let's say March is a big birthday month in my family. So say March, I totally blow it and I eat way too many calories and I'm way over my less down 500 a day. And that means that then maybe in April, I have to make adjustments to my activity, my exercise, whatever, in order to get back on track. And that's why I have monthly goals and week, yeah, I have monthly goals set and then weekly goals and daily goals so that I know that all of these feed into my annual goal for physical and then for financial I did another example and I again picked a round number say I want to make an additional $120,000 a year why did I pick that because it's $10,000 a month which is easy math to break down to how much per week how much per day so that's you know $500 a day so I need to find ways to generate income of $500 a day and that's you know $2,500 a week and $10,000 a month. So then my goals are 10 month one, 10K, 20K month two, 30K, and that's cumulative adding up, right? It's not, be nice if it was, you know, <laughs> if it was additive, but it's just a total cumulative so that I can reach my ultimate goal of 120K a year. Now, if in March, like last year, everything gets blown up, guess what happens? I need to totally reevaluate the action steps and the objectives and the smaller goals in the in the weekly and daily, what are my activities now going to be in order to continue to meet those commitments that I've made to myself? And I do that for every area and aspect of my life. I do it for relationships. And relationships, I worked backwards. I just said, okay, well, what if I decide I'm going to have a romantic relationship and a new partner? And how am I going to break that down to make that happen? Well, I said, well, what am I committed to doing daily? Because that's one that is of less priority to me, but would be nice to have, right? It's a long-term, hey, well, that'd be nice to have again. I like being married. Um, so then what is my what is my daily activity? Is uh, to communicate and to reach out to people via social media and what other outlets make sense on a daily basis. Then one activity a week. So once a week, I have to find some activity that involves me in the world around me and other people. Now, 
depending on what our COVID restrictions are going to be, that's going to impact what those activities can be. But if I do 52 different activities in the year, chances are I might meet someone that I'm interested in. And then I put one date a month, which there's no guarantee about that. And for this one, I actually put progress check at month one because I'm going to see and check back a lot since this is a newer area for me to see what activities are working, what aren't. Again, I do that on a daily basis, but I want to do a process check at month one before I continue. Maybe I find that after one month, I'm not sure if, if the you know weekly activity is enough and maybe I have to have two activities or whatever. I have to find other ways. Maybe I got to pull out the old soap framework and do a little more uh, change in, and challenge and problem solving. Then I'll do the same thing for the rest of the areas and aspects of my life. But the main thing is, is I make my big, hairy, audacious, long-term goals for each area and aspect of my life. And then I pick one to three of them and I break it down all the way to a daily basis. Why? Because step by step, one little bite at a time, any goal and objective is easy and attainable. If we try to do too much, we get burnt out or we make mistakes or, you know, more life gets in the way and things don't happen. So we want to make them realistic. I mean, is it realistic for me to reduce my calories 500 a day? Absolutely. Is it realistic for me to go on, on social media or find other one other way to reach out with other human beings and build relationships? Absolutely. No brainer. Is it easy to do anything else when I break it down to, to daily activities? Yes. And so, for example, the $500 a day, you might be thinking, oh my God, how can you make $500 a day? That's outrageous. Well, if you break it down into the activities required to make that $500 a day, it's not really that hard. For example, uh, one new client is $500 a day for me. So, or not, yeah, one new client a day would easily and effortlessly meet my goal. So what does it take to get one new client? Depends on your ability to bring clients into your world and into your organization. So maybe I need 10 calls to get that one client. It means I'm not a very good salesman or closer, so I better do some work on my skills in that area. But say it's 10 or 20, or maybe it's maybe it's 25 posts to get 10 calls or 10 meetings to get that one sale. Whatever your numbers are is what you'll plug in there and what you need to commit to doing on a daily basis. Well, now, does that mean that I have to do that and all those activities that lead up to that every day? No, that's a huge thing that I can delegate to other people to have them make the calls, do the upfront work, and then get me the one person that's, you know, likely to want to be involved with me and talk to me, etc. depending on whatever your business is. Maybe it's retail sales and, and all of our businesses are different, but I had different goals and objectives and daily goals for my retail businesses than I have for my personal coaching and consulting. So that's just a, an easy, a quick and dirty, easy example of how to take it, break it down, and make it real for you. I love goal setting and, and graphing and charts and progress and all that nerdy fun stuff. Um, but maybe you've never done this before. Maybe you've never sat down and, and written goals. I've been writing goals and doing written goals since I was a little girl. My dad worked at Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing 3M and he of course learned a lot of management and uh, different tools and strategies that he taught my sisters and I as little girls. And one of those was the importance of goal setting. I remember he'd come home all excited about different studies and things that they'd learned about goal setting. And he was one of those people that always walked around with a big yellow notebook, yellow legal pad. He always had one around and was always writing down and working on his goals. He's the one that taught me to review my goals every day and, and see if I'm making progress to them or not. He's probably responsible for me understanding and using the whole SOAP framework because he taught 
my sisters and I the things that we needed to be successful and move and our lives in the direction we wanted them to go. Whatever that is, it's different for each of us. Each of my sisters and I are very, we're similar in some ways, but we all are different as well. And, and what we strive to achieve is different. So that is my little take on goal setting today. Any questions, hit me up in the comments below. Our action item today is simply to, I would say, decide how you want to set goals. How do you set goals? What works for you? Do that. Again, if you don't have a framework, I find that the 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 one we've been using, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationships, and contribution, helps me hit all the key areas and aspects of my life. And if you're only going to do three, I would say do physical, relationships, and financial. Those are the big three that most people uh, need to consider. And maybe just start with those. What's my big physical goal this year? Or in, in my lifetime, what's my big you know lifetime? And then what, what am I going to do toward that this year? And then break that down in, in pieces that work for you. Maybe you just have monthly goals or maybe you just have semi-annual goals. Uh, but we, never, we need to remember that, again, we talked about this the other day. The amount of time we allot for something, other things and other activities in our life will fill that time until we get to the very close to that deadline. And then we rush, rush, rush to try to accomplish the thing that we said we would accomplish. And that doesn't mean we're going to get as good a result as if we break it down into little pieces. I find breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces works much better for me. I guess I like to eat elephants one bite at a time. Remember that saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? All right, that's it. Any questions? Oh, for action items, just share one goal you have for 2021 in the comments below. It can be in any area or aspect of your life. Me, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. I don't know if it's going to be 52 pounds, but that was a good example. Uh, always been looking to, to increase my um, value and impact in the world, therefore increasing my own personal income and resources that I have access to. Uh, relationships, who knows, maybe. Uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, and contribution. Again, those I break down into uh, into daily goals. What am I doing to contribute to the world in a positive way? What am I doing to uh, enhance my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being? What am I doing every day to move toward my long-range goals in those areas? All right, have an awesome day. I will be with you tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to... I'm peeking ahead. Do a little writing. I actually did spend some time thinking about the last two days of the challenge. And then I'll surprise you on day 31, our bonus day. But I think that'll be a fun day. All right. Have an awesome day. Any questions, hit me up. Otherwise, I'll be with you tomorrow.